Welcome to track number 17 of the message of sacrifice. There's an anointing here Falling home Touching my soul And changing my heart Oh, there's an anointing
I learned this song in Colombia. Beautiful song in Spanish. Is that not so? How many know how to speak Spanish? Poquito, poquito. All right. Can you put on the warmer for a while? Next point, we are talking about sacrifice. You must sacrifice. I'm teaching you what every Christian should know about sacrifice. Did I, did I give you the point that it is a central theme of the Bible? Huh? And what do I mean by that? It runs through the Bible. Everyone who was a servant of God or a worshiper of God was someone who kept on making sacrifices. You always find Abraham built an altar, Jacob built an altar, and he sacrificed. Isaac made an altar, he sacrificed. It was something that was happening all the time by servants of God. And God always blessed them. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So it's a central theme of the Bible. It must be a central theme of Lighthouse Chapel. How many have read this book, The Final Quest? How many have not, have not got, yet got one, got one? Please, I want to give you that little blessing and help. You know, I was speaking to one great man of God, and I, I mentioned to him this book. I said, I think you should get it. And he got it. I mean, that's a man of God with thousands of members and whatever, and he got it. So if a man of God is going to get a book, why don't you also get a book? It's finished. They've, they've changed it now. They've, they've made a new one called The Vision. And that's a com- combination of the final quest and the call. So you can get the vision. It's even cheaper than the final quest. The two of them are cheaper and hardback. So you can get that one. Alright? Now, way at the back of the book of the final quest at the very end, the rejoiner was speaking with Paul, Apostle Paul in heaven. And Paul said the church today had changed. And the message of the church was different. And he asked, why? What is it? And he said, the message of the early church was sacrifice. And now the church is a phantom of what it used to be. A phantom. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are so, so different from what people lived to serve God and to be a Christian then. You actually die for it. You get, and now here, we actually come for blessings to be Christians. It's like, bless me, O oh Lord. Here I am. Bless me. No blessing, no more coming. That's the church today. But I am, I am training you. Let me tell you something. God is going to use us as a church to do many, many great things. Hallelujah. I believe it. And I want us to decide to allow God to lead us into sacrifice and let's allow him and the sacrifices are coming in many different ways some is going to be time some is going to be money some is going to be energy tiredness you see I like the way many of you have traveled is this thing on I like the way many of you have traveled to come here it's a very good thing it's a very good sign amen and, I, and I, I commend you for that. I wasn't expecting to see all of you. It's become like the camp meeting again. <laughs> but that's good. But you will find that uh, it, it would look strange to many people. So why are you going all the way? How long would you be there? How long? Just a day or just a few hours? Well, there's no need. You get what I'm saying? But you are making some extra efforts to do something for the work of God. 
You get what I'm saying? And then God is going to show us many, many different things we can do. Many little sacrifices, big sacrifices, medium-sized sacrifices, all extra large, large, and so on. He's going to give us all those the sacrifices in sizes. How many are glad that God has got sizes for the sacrifices too? So you can pick a size because some of you, you may not be able to handle an extra large for now. <laughs> you have to go for small or very small. But there is something that we can all do. I spoke to a young man called David. And I said, David, are you prepared to go? He said, Bishop, anywhere you say I should go, I will go. I spoke to another young man called Larry. He said, Bishop, anywhere you ask me to go, I am going to go. These are, these are graduates of the university. Young men just like you with a future ahead of them. Life lies ahead. Marriage lies ahead. All these things lie ahead. And it's like they are prepared to just change their lives. Now, the person is doing that. Now, if you also do something to back it up, man, I believe that one day we'll get to heaven and we'll be very glad about what we're going to find over there because we all sacrifice together so that we could achieve something great for the Lord. Amen. So, I believe that this message of the sacrifice it, it came to me when I, when I read the book and I just noted that it stayed with me. It stayed with me. That particular phrase that the message of sacrifice is out of the church. And I thought about it. What is sacrifice? And that is what made me write down these things and study about it. So that I, I am sharing what I am sharing with you today. Amen. Now, the next important point you should know about sacrifice is you must sacrifice in order to receive spiritual rewards in heaven. No sacrifice on earth, no reward in heaven. No sacrifice on earth, no reward in heaven. Mark chapter 10. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man, Mark chapter 10 and verse 29, have you got the point or you didn't get it? You must sacrifice in order. That's the next point. That's number what? Number 13. You must sacrifice in order to have rewards in heaven. Amen. And Mark chapter 10. And I want us to all read together verse 29 and verse 30. Rachel, you are welcome back from the sacrifice. I'm seeing her after two days. She went out sacrificing. <laughs> Mark chapter 10 verse 29. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, Shall we all read together? There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the Gospels, a hundredfold when? When? Now, in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. Amen. Amen. 
God's reward for leaving fathers. Now look, you can see from this scripture types of sacrifices. Amen. Amen. Types of sacrifice. Leaving your father, leaving your mother, leaving your brothers, leaving your wife, leaving your children, leaving your home, leaving the land, leaving all the things you could have had for the Lord. God is saying that the reward for that is on earth and also in heaven. Amen. Now when we get to heaven, right, and it's, it's a matter of time. Listen, we are all going one day to be history. Some of us will die before we get to the age of 70. Some will die 70. Some will live longer. But if you take the average, you will find out that some die young, some die middle-aged, some die unexpectedly, some die expectedly. People just die. And gradually, we, we, we are likened more and more to a flower that appears for a while, blossoms, and is gone. And when the time comes that we are gone, we will suddenly find ourselves in a new place. The Bible says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter 5. Now one day, we are going to be absent from the body. Is that not so? Glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Notice. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a tabernacle, a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Look at me. Do you understand what I read? Do you understand what I read? How many do understand what I read? So let me read it to you again. Just look at me. I'll read it to you. Okay. For in this, in this house, this body, pinch the body, pinch the, the, the house. Okay, that's the house. In that house, you groan. Your body is a house. One lady was telling me she was lying in her bed and she suddenly had an experience. And the, in the experience, she came out of her body. In her house. She came out of her body. And she said she went up into the ceiling. And she was up there and she saw her body lying down on the bed. Yeah. And then, she, I mean, she, she didn't know what was happening to her. And then it was like she was dying or dead or whatever. She wasn't sick or anything. It's just something that happened. I believe God was just showing her something. And then she said she came back down. And she went into her body through her mouth. She just entered through her mouth and came back into her body. And she came alive. If you read Kenneth Hagin's book, I Went to Hell, you will see him describing exactly this experience. He says the same. He says he went down and then he came up. He, that's how he was an unbeliever. He died. He came out of his body and then descended down through the bedroom floor. Down. Then he came up. He came up three times. First time he came up outside the house. One he came up inside the house and another part he came up, come up at another part. Then he came into the bedroom and he entered his body through his mouth. And he came in. 
So when this lady was telling me, I was, I, was, I, was telling, I was saying to myself, she doesn't even know what she's saying. Because she's just confirming some experience that somebody had and giving exactly the same uh, uh, detail. You see, you are a spirit living in your body. Your body can only work for a period of time. Already it's decaying. If you look at my head, do you see any gray? gray? Huh? Quite a few. How many do you see? I can't, I can't count. You can see, the hair is beginning to get old. When it's beginning to get gray, it means I can't sustain the black again. It's losing color. You see, a young man like me, look. If you look at everybody's face, you see some spots. Those spots were not there when you were born. They are the sign of decay. The body is getting spots. It's finishing. If you look at your stomach, those of us who have, you see that these things were not there when we were born. Changes are taking place. <laughs> now, if you listen to your heart, you know how to listen to your pulse. Put your hand on your heart and see if you can feel it. Can you feel it? Or put it on your neck. Can you feel the one in your neck? Now, if you count, you realize that 80 times in a minute it beats. It can't go on forever. No rest. Since you were born. And when you were born, it was faster. 120, 140. That has been slowing down. So now it's 80. I am trying to let you see that this house in which you live is a temporary arrangement. You're going to put it down one day. You're going to let put it down and step aside. In fact, in the moment that you die, you will see yourself coming out of your body. How many have watched this film before? Ghost. Ah, it's something like that. But... <laughs> And you come out of the body and then you now go either up or down. Whether you go up will depend on certain things and whether you go down will depend on certain things. Now, if you are born again and you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you will go up. Now when you go up, what will you go and meet there? That's what we are talking about now. Because I believe all of you here are born again. Now, not necessarily. Not necessarily everybody is born again. Because if I do an altar call right now, somebody may give his life to Christ. And if you need to give your life to Christ, you should. Or there one that we did an altar call and a shepherd came to give her life to Christ. <laughs> Now, now notice, now notice, now notice, now notice, now notice, verse 2. For in this, in this what? In this house, in this tabernacle, in, get it, this house, we are groaning, earnestly desiring that we should be clothed upon, or in other words, where the new house is in with our house, which is from where? Heaven. So that's a heavenly house. So you're going to have a heavenly body one day. Now that body is different from this one. Number one, what's the difference? 
some of the feelings that you feel in your body which are not good you won't feel them anymore for instance feelings of hatred feelings of bitterness feelings of anger feelings of revenge feelings of quarreling feelings of lust feelings of immorality those feelings will not be in the body it's a glorified body it's a changed body it's a body that has been transformed and the bible says and we shall be changed we shall be changed we shall be changed and we shall put on incorruptible shall put on incorruptibility hallelujah so we are all how many want your body to be changed huh? it's like wanting your car to be changed is that not so how many feel your body has let you down before your flesh has, has disgraced you before huh? <laughs> You get it? So our, our bodies are really some way. Our bodies are really some way. And so that's why Paul said, we are groaning in this body, praying that we should put on the new body. Amen. Verse 3. If so that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. In other words, we will not be just a naked spirit. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. For not that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up with life. Do you understand that one? Do you, do, 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 I don't really get it. Okay, let me say that. Now, we that are in this tabernacle or in this house, we who are born again spirits in this tabernacle, we are burdened. Not that we should just lose the body. Mary, 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 Mary. Not that we should just lose this body. You get it? Not that we should just lose this body, but that we should have a new body. Amen. Now notice verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident, amen, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you see that? That's the verse I was saying. I say, and rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now let's take this sister here. Sister, what's your name? Leah. Nanaya, Nanaya, come. Now let's say that we're just acting a play. Now let's say that Sam is God in heaven or the Lord. Okay. Nanny boy, can you, can, you, can you close the door? Can you close the door, please? Now, Nanaya is, sit down, Nanaya is on earth. Suddenly, Samson, suddenly, Nanaya dies. God forbid, but suddenly you die. Now come. Absent immediately from us, and she's just going to be with the Lord. Just go and stand by. Sam is the Lord. Then Samson also just dies. Then come. He's absent from the body. He leaves his body on earth. He goes all the way to be with the Lord. Mary suddenly also. <laughs> Come, Mary. And she's present with the Lord. Is that not so? Is there anybody who needs to be absent from there? <laughs> okay. So, no, have your notebooks there. You are present with the Lord over there for some time. Anybody who needs to be absent from the body, I have a method to treat your 
your groanings. <laughs> I think, Nana, yeah, you can come back to your seat for the time. But Samson and uh, uh, Mary can be with the Lord <laughs> for the time being. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, notice, they are not with us on earth. Okay? They are present with the Lord. Now, when they get to the Lord, what is the Lord going to ask them? This is the question. It's not a matter of getting to the Lord. Now the Lord, by His grace, we know Him. We are saved. Now look. Pastor Kweku. Kweku, is that not Kweku? His wife went to be with the Lord how many years ago? Two years ago. She's one of our sweet, nice daughters that have been with us for a long time. I remember when I sat on her bed by her in the hospital. And she said to me, Bishop, are you afraid? And I was afraid because I could see it in her eyes that she was going. She's no more with us today, but she's there with the Lord. She's, she's ahead. There are several people who are no longer within our community, but they are in the community over there. If I like house members, last year, Pastor Charles Safari, he was somebody who's in my house every day. He was, he's like my family. If I whenever, when we travel, he would stay in the house for us. He's not with us. I remember when Joyce called me on the phone and said, Bishop, Pastor Charles is dead. I said, what? You understand what you are saying? And she said, yeah. Oh my, I was driving a car. I said, this is what, this is what you told and, and he's not with us here. But he's up there. With the Lord. So you see, we are a community here and a community there. Some are here and some are there. You don't want to go there now. He <laughs> wants to be a member of this branch. <laughs> this is this is Golden Street branch. Golden Street branch. Now, now listen, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. This is this is awesome. There's a community here and there's a community there. Now, when do you transfer there? You don't know. Amos 4.12 says that because that's what I do you. Because I'll do this until you prepare to meet your God. Just prepare. Now, one day we'll walk up to the Lord and we'll be there. And when we get there, we'll say, Okay, Lord, what's the name of your bank? Sunday Spring Bank. Sunday spring, is that what it's called? Sunday. Sunday spring bank. Lord, Sunday spring bank is there, and then your degrees from your university, your qualifications, your job. It has, it's not relevant here. It's not relevant here. And this world is more real than this world. You have just a limited amount of time. Amen. Maybe he's tired. If you walk with him a bit outside, he will. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just have a limited time to do things here. No, I'm serious. I just want to be honest with you. Look, when this pastor died, I was standing with a professor. And he told me, he said to me, he's a Christian. He said, 
people were going to be asking her, why is this person dead? And what is happening? And so on. Why should somebody die? Etc. Et and he told me that, look, he is telling me something. He's telling me that death is part of life. That's what he told me. He said, death is part of life. He said, people don't know. He said to me, I have people who are better Christians than myself. I asked myself why I am still here. And people who are better than myself have gone on ahead. I don't even know why. And he said to me, death is part of life. And you see, it's a reality that going away from this earth is a part of life. You have just a season, you do things. And that is why Jesus said, do not lay up for yourself treasures here. But lay up treasures there. Look at them. They wish they had more treasures. They wish they had more treasures. They all their effort and their time and their money is there. And they've left it for others. Who are also building more and adding more. And they wish they could. Do you know that people who are dead wish they could send a message to us? The Bible says that when Lazarus died, the rich man died. He went to hell and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus. Then when he was sent Lazarus, Lazarus could not come. He said, and I pray thee. I pray thee. Send Lazarus that he will go and tell my brothers. I have five brethren. And Father Abraham said, if he go from the dead, they wouldn't believe him. They would say, it's not true. How can it be true that you die and come from the dead? Let them believe the pastor. Please, I, I wish you really believe what I... You see, all I'm saying is faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't... We walk by faith, not by faith. Just shall live by faith. It's all faith. I'm here by faith. All my life is my faith. Since I found Christ, I'm, on, I'm just walking on my faith. Joyce, are you there? I'm walking on my... My whole life is what I'm believing. That's all. It's just my faith. My faith is out there. That is there that we are headed. That's why I'm so happy about what I'm doing. I don't need houses, I don't need riches, I don't need gold, because I'm going to leave it all behind anyway. I'm trying to accumulate situations over there. I was teaching my, my church four projects that every Christian should have over there. You must, your projects must be there. You, say you have a project in Kenya, you have a project in Zimbabwe. The project must be there. Heavenly projects that will, when you arrive, you get there. Now let me give you two important checks you need to do before you check in for heaven. Amen. Amen. Where are your projects? Here or there? On both sides. Kathy, are you getting the understanding of the thing? This is the community here. That's the community there. Most of us have our projects here. Mr. Juma, is that also? Partially. You have also some going this way. Very good. Pastor, I won't die now. Nobody, ah, look at some people going there. Nobody expects to die. In fact, when our pastor died, when our pastor died, the second one who was about to die was there when I was talking to the pastors about it. Oh yeah. In fact, we had a meeting where having all the pastors was a 
meeting. We're having various discussions on. So I remember during the meeting, he got up and he was making certain points. And at that point, he was very ill, but he didn't know. After the meeting, one of the pastors who was also a doctor said, ah, "Your eyes are very yellow. What is wrong with you?" I said, "Okay, come to the clinic." And he was just on his way up. I didn't know. Then he began to die. I was very ill as well. And they called me, and I was I, I was there running the drips, and I, I was called because the first person had died. We had had a meeting to really prevent that medically all of us who are doctors are taking up we call a medical response team that we are we are now doctors we are actively working as doctors whenever we have to so when this second case came up we were all involved i was called and i was there i was there with them so after midnight trying to save the guy's life in the end his life was saved up to a point and we were in the main hospital but i remember the next day pastor Ishmael came there and he was just joking because he was awake he was alive he said you pastor Ishmael if it was you, you would have died. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, because you are not strong. Yeah, he said, if it was you, you would have died. Because you are not, because he was very, he's a very solid guy. He said, you, you are not strong. If it was you, you would have died. And I remember telling him, brother, you are not going to die. <laughs> My friend, what I'm, te- what I'm sharing with you now is, Nobody knows when Princess Diana was going to die on Sunday. She didn't know that was Saturday, that next Saturday was her funeral, wake up, everything, shadow, blood, the whole world was going to watch. Seven days time. I said, on Saturday, she didn't know that next week, Saturday was her funeral. How many watched that funeral? Most people in the whole world watched that funeral. The most widely attended funeral in the whole world. I remember on that Saturday, we had all worked. I was very sad. If we were not sad, maybe for some reasons. I was sad. Everybody, I was really sad and I didn't even watch it. Now, I remember on that day, I went to a hotel, no hotel. I was waiting for a friend, another bishop, and I was waiting for him. So before he came, I was sitting by a white man. And the guy said, hi, hi. <laughs> you know how they say hi, hi, no, hi. You alright? Alright. <laughs> and I just turned to him, I said, <laughs> Do you believe in God? <laughs> I said, Do you believe in God? And he said, You know, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> And he said, because he had been watching the funeral also. There was, you know, there was a very sad mood in the whole world over that thing. And he said, you know, I was thinking to myself, am I just a piece of meat just moving around? What, what, is, what is it? And then I just talked to him a bit and my other friend came, so I went. But I tell you, my dear friend, it's real. You are not just a piece of meat. You can't be a piece of meat, Catholic. Do you look like a piece of meat to yourself? No. You are a living soul. And you will live, continue living. You step out like that and you see the body. You will not be able to communicate to the people. Angels will transport you immediately. You'll be saying bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But nobody will even see you. They will be looking at your body. But you, know, you are just going. And the angels will be taking you up there. Then when you arrive there, you are going to go to the throne of heaven. It's called the Great White Throne. Have you heard of the Great White Throne? That's different from the throne that unbelievers go to. Hey, no, not the Great White Throne. The, the Judgment Seat of Christ. Sorry. The Great White Throne is where all the living and the dead and unbelievers go to. But we don't go to that Great White Throne. We go to the Judgment Seat of Christ. Before you look at that, before you do the check of the two, do you want the two check before you check in? Okay, but before you do the check in, go back to Second Corinthians 5. I didn't finish there. Oh, I think I need. Alright, now verse, verse 10, verse 9, verse 9. It says, Wherefore, we do what? We labor. That whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Verse 10. Why? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in America, in Canada. The things done where? The things you did where? In your body. In other words, when the body was your accommodation, when you had rented this body for how many years, what things you did whilst in that body, you have to account for those things. Amen. Ah, oh, that's my coffee. Okay. Second Corinthians 5 verse 10. Let's all read it together. Ready? Go. Amen. How many are ready to appear before the judgment seat of Christ?